Smartcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Pop culture. Subculture. Music. Horror. Sex. Politics. Art. And overall bad this is Society 13, Redefining Podcasting. Music. Music. Horror. Horror. Subculture. And overall, overall badass. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Kettle, to Kettle Whistle, Whistle Radio. Radio with your hosts, your hosts Dave, Dave and Sean. Sean. That's the sound. Yeah, he just did live. All right. Yeah. Do that to me, Dave. Turn this down, Baker's. Captain Sexy's got some gas. He's got to get it out. <laughs> Just get it out the right hole, man. <laughs> that better not be in the episode. <laughs> oh, you never know. Because. Wait, what's that? What do I hear? What is that? I hear noises. It's like elves stuffing my stockings at Christmas. Boo. How do you feel about this band? Oh man, I, I love this band. This reminds me of like I'm doing my happy dance. It sort of reminds me a little bit of Circle of Dust. Sort of reminds me of uh, you know a little bit of like uh, maybe some of what Tony Price does. Heretics in the lab. Welcome to Kettle Whistle Radio. So, yeah, Captain Sexy's in the house. Nice to have him back. Been around a bit. Been around a while, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you done with your uh, Christmas shopping and all that bullshit? Hell no. No, I haven't even started. Well, I can't say I haven't started. My wife and I, we've gone out and we've gotten some gifts for our daughter. 
of course, everybody should know by now, we have an 18-year-old daughter. She's her first year in college. I'm so sorry. She was on an episode of Kettle Whistle Radio before. We made her drink the pickled soda. Yeah, it was disgusting. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, yeah. <laughs> did you get that at Pickles, Picklesburg? I did. Is that where you got it? Especially yeah. for her. I, uh, oh. I right wait. now, we're, we're, we're um, pursuing some Festivus for the rest of us beer. And, Sean, I'm you, not a fan of brown L, and I think that's what this is, right? Usually, I'm usually I'm not. It's kind of sweet. Yeah. I don't like sweet beer. Now I like Scotch L. Ooh, this, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's a uh, it's it's not a good taste. A little too sweet. A little too sweet. So, on top of that, how do you feel about? Billy Morrison and Ozzy and the new box set. Do you know anything about this? I know nothing. About, I know that I, I know that Ozzy's putting new music out, but I don't know anything about this. The best part about it is he wrote a hundred. Ozzy co-wrote a hundred and seventy-three songs, and he didn't even know it. He's like, "Holy shit!" But so, what do you think Ozzy was doing that he does doesn't remember it? Oh. We all know what Ozzy did. <laughs> Come on. Been there, done that. Um, but, yeah, the box set apparently has like 17 vinyl albums. 17. 17 vinyl albums. I don't know that I could dedicate myself to 17 <laughs> vinyl albums. Now, listening to, <laughs> to the interview on uh, XM with uh, Jose Mangan, Billy Morrison's like, dude, after the interview, I have to go around the block and uh, go to Best Buy so I can buy a record player to listen to your goddamn record, your goddamn box set. Uh-huh. And he, he, he literally left and went to go buy a record player. Now, I call them turntables. Mm-hmm. Where are you at with vinyl? Um, I don't. I, I own one vinyl record. A friend of mine years ago got me a skinny puppy dig it. Um, Ooh, vinyl nice. single. Um, uh, actually, no, it wasn't Dig It. it I think it was Censor. They called it Censor, but it was Dog Shit was the name of the song, I think, <laughs> maybe. And uh, um, I still have it, but uh, I don't personally own a record player. I used to own one a long time ago, and uh, but I just never got into collecting vinyl and, and, and just really personally never got into it. Um, okay. Probably should have. I'm a music lover. I love music. What about your brother? He's older, right? No, nope, I'm the oldest. Wow, I thought yeah. he really. Uh, oh, okay. Oldest, best looking, <laughs> all the above. <laughs> Jeremy's gonna be so pissed about that. <laughs> um, I don't know. I just know. I just. I, I just never got into it. My daughter has a record player. She has some records. I think that they play mm. at school. But Amber. What you got? Nothing. I got nothing. I made your daughter drink pickled soda, and you have no, no. Anyway, <laughs> hey, if she was uh, stupid enough to drink it, then you know <laughs> we got more. Ah, so curious, lilac. Lilac. Heard him on the last show. Mm-hmm. Thoughts? What What is your idea, Sean? Seriously, throw back to like old good music. With young kids playing it, I find it endearing. Well, 
you know, it's nice to see an entire family, from what I perceived, you know, just at my very limited exposure to them, um, look to me to be a family of just uh, uh, very serious musicians. Yeah. You know, uh, people, a whole family that's dedicated to music, dedicated to their craft, dedicated to... Uh, you know, the music that they enjoy. Yes. Now, I also understand that they have their own, um, their own, um, solo stuff, right? Yes. In, you know, their independent, own independent songs. Um, I haven't heard any of that stuff. I'd like to hear some of that stuff. So I'm sure, you know, in a break or maybe when I'm driving home later, I'll, I'll check them out. Um, and listen to their their music. But the covers are really good, though. They're like super spot on. You could tell that everybody's very technically skilled, um, you know, and, and you know to see how young some of them are. Like right? the one kid, the bass player, he plays he, bass and oh guitar. Oh my god, the keyboardist, he's super it, young. The keyboardist looks like he's like eleven. If he and gifted. I mean, these kids are all like super gifted, talented players. Check them out. Uh, that whole crazy train. Oh my god. The crazy train. The video's amazing because right? you see some of the people that are in, in that video and there the, there's the one guy in the suit that's immediately you see him like headbanging with his like fist up or devil horns up, I forget what he was doing, but I was pretty sure that was like their dad. <laughs> yeah. And uh you know, there's all these other people you get to see the funny faces they're making and the different kind of dance things that they're doing to and it was ridiculous. It was it was super funny. Yes. It was cool to watch. Well, I like Badass, badass band. Um, yeah, uh, I'd love to say they play Helm's Deep for Halloween, but not likely too soon. Uh, however, I just made Sean watch Mandalorian. Ooh, yeah, I saw the first episode. Mandalorian. I, 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 uh... I look forward to this more than uh, the movie. I take a lot of shit for my Star Wars angst. Because Last Jedi, I'm sorry, it just wasn't that. There are people that will defend Last Jedi, and there are people that will tell you that it's crap. Defending And I'm in the, it's, you know, I'm kind of leaning more towards the crap. There are things that I like in The Last Jedi. We've been through it. We've talked through this. But, um, man, The Mandalorian. I I forced Sean to watch this so we could talk about it. Well, you didn't force me to watch it. I've I've been (laughs) meaning to watch this. I just, uh... You know, wasn't willing to sort of pony up the, uh, my, you know, my wife would be mad at me if I paid for one more thing, <laughs> uh, uh, subscription you? service. And I figured, ah, to just wait, maybe I'll buy the DVDs when they come out of the Blu-rays. That's a thing. And, like, uh, how much do we pay for, like, seven ninety nine for this, but that, then the other, we, blah. Yeah, but then we have, um, you know, we're... 19 days away at the time of this episode being recorded from... <sighs> Anticipation. Rise of Skywalker. What are they going to do? Are they are they going to like destroy everything well, we liked again? I, I'm I'm wondering personally. Does this, you know, just just knowing the the little bit that I do know about the Mandalorian and, okay. and understanding the timeline and when this takes place, and I, I'm just curious, you know, does this somehow back into the storyline of you know, maybe not directly, but maybe right. maybe it's another, you know, leap into the new J.J. Abrams era. Hmm. You know, The Force Awakens. Does it somehow tie into the theme 
Uh, or is this just totally independent? Who I mean, I don't know, but I'm a firm believer. If your story is based around killing a major character off, you have no story. That's weak. Um, <sighs> I don't think any of the characters. I mean, I liked. I liked probably about eighty-five percent of the Force Awakens. Because, you know, a lot of people were like, hey, it's, it's a rehash, you know, almost of uh, A New Hope and, you know, Empire. thematically, mm -hmm. you know, different different things from the first, uh, probably the, maybe mostly the first movie, but uh, more episode four than episode five. But anyway, um, <clears throat> I, uh, I'm i trying to think where I was going with that. <laughs> my you thought. know where but, you were going. But... Uh, Actually, I don't. I think I actually lost my thought. <laughs> it's all about IG-88 and Mandalorian. Well, I, now, now I got. Now I remember. Okay. Yeah, because I'm mixed up with the Mandalorian and we're talking about right? The Last Jedi yeah, and I, everything. Yeah, I, I totally fucked Sean up oh. by making him watch Mandalorian. It's so good. The Mandalorian so is so good. good. You could tell IG that John Favreau and everybody like really just cared about Star Wars. And they cared. wanted to, I mean, d down to the finest detail. You could um, be dark without being stupid. And I think what's his name? Ryan fucking Johnson went stupid. Well, to I, make a mark. I care about some of the characters in the new trilogy, but not like I did right. the characters of Yes. even of the prequels. I mean yes. A lot of people bash the prequels and there are things oh, that are I, good I, and things that are bad about the I prequels. I enjoy even, episode one through three. I enjoy them for what they are. Yeah. They're history. And I take it for what it is. I mean, Ewan McGregor's portrayal of oh, Obi-Wan is come on. super. Honestly. Um, I look forward to that series that he's inked and signed to. Yeah, it's like a six episode mm -hmm. miniseries or Can't something like wait. that. I think that could be really good. Ewan McGregor. Um, Dude, he can't go wrong. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Doctor Sleep. I didn't see it. Don't care. I want to see that movie. But... I want to, but The Shining, it's hard. I read the book. Mm -hmm. The best per the, I'm sorry, the best person you could ever get in the world is Ewan McGregor to play that character. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. So, eh, we'll see. Mm. Not the greatest book. You talking about Doctor Sleep? Yeah, I didn't read that. I did. Now I've I've read only a few, and now we're jumping around here a bit. But I've Too only much. read a few Stephen King books, and I really like. You know, uh, he gets a lot of shit for people saying like, comically that his endings aren't very good. <laughs> but uh, I wonder if that's maybe uh, more in um, more in the uh, in some of the movies than it is really the books because I thought, you know, the books that I've read were, were, were really good. Now, right. obviously it, the oh. ending in it is very super crazy and there's no way, I mean, it just <laughs> wouldn't have made sense that, that they could have done that. And in, in his the new wife movies. said, dude, tone it down. Yeah. Um, the, uh, Salem's lot. I oh. mean, I still feel it's one of the best books that we have to see a better rendition than what we've received thus far. 
Um, there's parts of uh, the the movie and even the uh, the miniseries that came out in the 90s. Yeah, with, with our, our boy, what's his name? Um, Brad Lowe? Yeah, Rob Lowe. Rob Lowe. Rob I Lowe. really liked that. I liked it. I like, um, you know, tragically... Uh, um, <laughs> you said Brad Lowe. Yeah, Brad Lowe. <laughs> <laughs> totally different guy. He's an actor too, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. no, today. Um. Uh, Rutger Hauer passed away, and he played. Uh, oh, big ups! Yeah, Rutger Hauer, the Hitcher. Yeah, but among uh, that movie please. freaked me out when I was a kid. Now we're really getting over. The I'm place. going back to Nighthawks. Nighthawks with Lando Calrissian and oh, yeah. freaking Rocky Balboa. But damn, <laughs> Rutger Hauer was a terrorist in that movie, yeah. and he was scary. He's a I actor. I'll always miss that man. Yeah. Yes. Going back to where were you? <laughs> <laughs> well, the, I, I mean, bringing this full circle, the Mandalorian was just amazing, and I now after I've seen up, the first man. episode, I'm like, okay, wife, too bad, hooked, gonna pony up the money and gonna hooked. get it. I'm totally hooked. Uh, I have, I, you know, there's four episodes out now. I, I, I definitely, I want to see it now. I was gonna, I wasn't gonna skip it. I was going to see it eventually. Right. And it's just nothing has led me to to make that leap yet. But now seeing the first episode, I'm like, well, I got to see everything else. Now I'm like, well, I got to see everything else now before, you know, the new movie comes out. And, you know, is there, you know, are are we we not knowing something that maybe ties into all this? And we're like, (gasps) and then all all of it comes like full circle for us. And we understand like maybe the the. Maybe there was a lot more thought put into this for a lot longer time period than we knew, or maybe I'm just totally nuts on this. So no, um, credibility at stake. Um, the plotting and the planning. I I just I I wonder. Didn't want to actually. I don't want to tie the two together because maybe there is no tie. I'm not looking forward to the the new film because I am, but I know they're gonna ruin it. Um, so this was a really, really good time for this to come out for me to see like old school stuff yeah. that I'm not going to see in the next movie. I'd, I want to be surprised, surprised. So this has restored your faith in yes, Star Wars yes, storytelling. Yes, 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 absolutely yeah. has. Uh, why Maybe can't... this is just a better format for, I mean the 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 uh could you imagine a family friendly bathroom in the Star Wars universe <laughs> how everybody holds the the original trilogy episodes 4 5 and 6 in very high esteem um you know it's 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 really hard to recreate that that was proved with the prequels it's now being proved again but you shit all over <laughs> the second movie and you totally destroy the um hope hope you know the word hope (laughs) yeah i mean and 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 you know all that nostalgic feeling and everything that you got from you know the the original movie seeing them as a kid and growing up and having that through your life you know Force Awakens, I was like, wow, this was amazing. It was so cool. There was the, the, so good. You know, there was the whole big death scene, you know. and, and But it's that was so like, good. No! But we all knew that was coming. But it was written. What they did 
almost from the beginning with Luke. And, and I'm sorry we're rehashing this again. But it's okay. He flips the lightsaber over his shoulder and just sort of walks away and just blows off Ray. And I'm just like, that's not, what the fuck did they do? That's not Luke Skywalker. Like, what did this man have to go through to get to this point where he's just like, man, I don't give a shit. I just look at Ryan Johnson movie, as a fat, pudgy, cabbage patch doll kid. I still want to beat the shit out of And by the way, I put it out there that I beat the shit out of him and two of his screenwriters in a cage match. It's out there. I still, It's still out there. I will... Anyway, I'm so angry. All right, done. <laughs> End rant. <laughs> yeah, all right. You see the steam coming out of my ears. I do. Time for do. Heretics in the Lab. Yes. What do you think about this? I think we should play them because, man, I'll tell you what. Um, you know, just the tracks that I've heard so far, especially the track that, you know, I want to say that I hear like and I I hate I hope these guys don't take offense to this. I want to say Why that don't I you hear, shut your fucking mouth. I want to say that I hear like three teeth, but these guys are like way better. Better. It's way better than three teeth. And uh you know, we saw three teeth and I like three teeth. They were Their great. Music's great. They were cool guys, but I'm not such a fan of this new album they put out, but uh um wow, these guys are like kids heretics in the lab. This is mouth.
Hi, this is Martin Atkins from Public Image Limited, Killing Joke, Ministry, Nine Inch Nails, Pig Face and the Damage Manual and Murder Inc. and Brian Brain. And you're listening to Kettle Whistle Radio. What? What's happening? Luke versus Palpatine? Yeah, they won't do that because they're, they're not smart enough. That. Why don't you shut your fucking mouth? That song was great. Stop <laughs> those words from pouring out. <laughs> All right. So, anyway, you're you're kind of like younger. Uh, you're, are you an Aussie fan? I don't think you are. Definitely an Aussie fan. Um, How many so, so times have you seen him? Um, three or four. Okay, you're three a fan. Four. You're a fan. Yeah. Okay. Um, so growing up, uh, you know, before I got into like, you know, at the time when I was getting into like Faith and War and stuff, my Ooh. my friend's mom was listening to Queensrÿche and uh, Ozzy and um, you know, all all these bands and and you know, sort of like that and um. So I really got into Ozzy, and then of course I got into Black Sabbath, and you know went down the rabbit hole with all his music, and um, you know just all these other bands too. You know, I'm just curious, like and, where Ozzy hit a mark with somebody your age. Like, was it for me? My, well, right here somewhere, <laughs> Blizzard of Oz, my first vinyl ever. Yeah. So I mean, I remember hearing Ozzy growing up, but I, but you know. When I was really young, my parents used to listen to local Pittsburgh radio show, 3WS. Mm. And um, we listened to a lot of the oldies, and they took us to these oldies concerts. And, uh, you know, um, of course, my parents did listen to a lot of rock. They used to have a lot of dark parties. <laughs> and they'd, they'd have these... Explain. So they'd, they'd have these parties where, um, you know, they'd have like a dart league, and they'd throw darts. They had a dartboard in their basement, and they had a pool table in our basement, and... You know, uh, of course, e- as kids, e- we would stay up. Not at each other. Mm. <laughs> no, no. We did have lawn darts when we were kids. You remember those? Oh, my God. <laughs> Nothing was safe when we were kids. <laughs> no. It was so not oh, PC. B- BB gun battles oh, yeah, without yeah. I. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, they would have Dart League and my dad, and they would play all kinds of music, you know, Queen, Ozzy, um Journey, Foreigner, like a lot of that sort of stuff. You know? Boo. Yeah, but, um, I hate Journey, but I do love Foreigner. I don't. They were they were my gateway drug to metal. Really? Yes. Wow. Double double vision, dude. <laughs> Urgent. Come on, somebody has to remake <laughs> Urgent and pop it. Anyway. Well, we we listened to a lot of one hundred two DVE growing up. Uh, you know, once I got a little bit older. And, um, you know, this is preteen, you know, 9, 10, 11, you know, that, you know, sometime around then. And, right. Uh, um, you know, 
Ozzy, you know, I got to hear a lot more Ozzy then, especially from my friend's mom that, you know, played it. She had a she had a Mercury Cougar that we used to drive around in. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, we'd be blasting Van Halen or Ozzy or... And, uh, you know, um, Ozzy has a unique voice, singing voice. Oh. And um, a unique speaking That's voice it. as well. But, you know, very... Very um, powerful songs, good good songs, well crafted, great musicianship. Obviously, from the guitar players, pick the best guitarists. Yep, and um, you know, really, my like, I hate to say it, but the what was it? Uh, no more tears album was like the the album that really kind of hooked no, me. No, that us. makes sense for your age. For my, that age, makes sense. Yeah. What a great album to find. That's mm-hmm. your Blizzard of Oz, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And he just dedicated, um, oh, God bless Lemmy, R.I.P. Yeah. Um, see you on the other side. He just dedicated that to Lemmy. I was I was driving up your way, up north on 79, listening, listening to Ozzy, and he's like, I miss Lemmy. I miss Lemmy. See you on the other side. This song's for you. And he played that, and I was like, fuck. <laughs> It, it floored me. Like, yeah, I get it. Like, Lemmy Kilmeister, pirate, right? Yeah, absolutely. Where You're a bass player. How do you feel about him? He played bass like it was lead guitar. Well, I'm trying, you know, I'm not, I'm still learning to play Bullshit. bass. Bullshit. You're a good I, bass I, player. I, I can play bass, but um, I'm learning to play drums now. That's another story. We'll save that for another day. Well, now you're a dumbass. <laughs> Well, that could kick my ass. I said I don't <laughs> fuck with drummers. Are you just playing drums so you can say that you can kick my ass? I said the one thing I never do is fuck with drummers. <laughs> well, my wife has this running joke. I'll tell you this short little story, and and hopefully, and we'll see where it goes. But uh, so my friends in Dragline, they have this other band. Dragline is a great punk rock band. So they go down to West Virginia often and play at this place called the Rim, which is. Um, you know, I've not been there myself, but I hear tell that it is the place to go Hmm. and a really cool venue. And, um, so, uh, they go down to West Virginia and one of the guys gets, you know, somebody's making moonshine down there and they get, they get, they they bring back this moonshine. You know, often when I go over to drag line practice and hang out with those guys, you know, we'll. Sip on some Over the mountain. Well, Jimmy's been writing these songs that aren't dragline songs. They're more kind of like a foot stomp and acoustic rock. Like just, you know, you'd have to hear it. It's like nothing I've ever heard before. But the songs are so fucking good. And so I'm hanging out, and naturally's like, okay, what you're gonna be in a band? What are you gonna do? So I'm singing some backup vocals. I'm singing vocals on one track called Hanging Tree. Um, you know, and, uh, you know, it's traditionally two of the members from Dragline. Dragline's a three-piece. It's the bass mm-hmm. player, the guitar player. The guitar yes. player, Jimmy, is also the singer. He sings most of this band song, and the band's called Moonsh- Moonshine Gypsies. Now, they've played out live once, but we're going to be, at the beginning of the year, we're going to be sourcing some more shows for that band. And uh, uh they don't have a drummer for that band, but they needed somebody to keep the rhythm, the percussion section of it. So I picked up a cajon and a tambourine and 
and uh, uh, some other stuff, that, some other percussion instruments that that we could play with. And uh, my wife jokingly likes to make the joke that Sean's the triangle player for the band. <laughs> and I'm like, you bitch. <laughs> and she does it just to get a dig in on me. But, you know. I've met several <laughs> triangle players in Jamaica. I swear to God, I got a story on that, but I'm not going to. But hey, there's already can't. a bass player, so there's no need for me to be a bass player. So Cool. But, you know, Lemmy, to get back to what you asked, Lemmy... Um, we play rock and roll. I mean, who the hell else played the bass? Like Lemmy played the bass. No I mean, one. he like strung it like a he, he strummed it like a guitar, and he strummed it hard, louder, and aggressive, and just fucking he played it like Lemmy did. I mean, his his tone and and it was just I I just can't even describe it. It's just you know another hole in music like we talked about before in the last episode. yes a hole you know. Um, Pantera. Uh, I can't. Vinnie Paul. <sighs> well, we talked about I'm the back, last episode. Vinnie, yeah, you know, I know. I Phil playing those songs again at the show we went to. And, unreal. Uh, Just unreal. Yeah. Um, but we saw it. It was cool. Phil's back. So, yes. I hope he's back. I know next year that they're, he's back with Down, so it seems like Corrosion <sighs> and Conformity is going to take a break, maybe. Down's back. They're going to play some shows. Faith No More is back. I'm super excited for that. I've never seen Faith No More live, and I've been a fan of Faith No More since probably about 88. They're a project. Uh, wait, uh, I don't know. You don't know what you're going to get. With Mike Patton, you don't know what's going to happen when you show up. Like It could be Bungle. It could be you know him throwing pizza at you in the crowd. <laughs> no joke. I witnessed that. I witnessed people getting like. Get pizza thrown, hot pizza thrown at them, but that's for the next episode with Kevin Matthews. I can't. Yeah. I I want to talk about this, but I can't. I'm holding back right <laughs> I now. Know, I know. It's so freaking <laughs> funny. The old hardcore days in the '80s were so different from now, mm-hmm. and uh, you know too. Like now, it's a, it's so PC and boring. Like yeah. bands have to hold back from what they used to do. I miss. Um, uh, what is the it? problem is it's all out there now. I mean, everybody has a voice now where everybody didn't have a voice before. Right. I'm talking about social media specifically. And um, and if that's not where you were going with this, it's where I'm going. It is. But, but I mean, you have to be so careful about what you do because everybody has a video camera in their hand. And you might not know careful. that you're being recorded in any given moment so no matter what situation you're in you have to always be cognizant of what you're saying what you're doing yeah it's like all in or all not it sucks you know i feel like if uh if you were to go back in time to the 80s and to be able to record what people were saying and doing then when you have shows like um dead milkman yeah, but where I'm going with this is, you know, recently I've seen shows... Mucky Pup. Well, I'm taking this a totally different, totally different... Yeah, thing. you are. Um, I saw an episode of Oprah of... She went to some southern town somewhere. She's not hardcore. <laughs> I'm sorry, I threw you off. Go. Well, I, w- Big time radio edit. But I mean, record people's everyday thoughts and, and video them and things like that. Right. It, it You know, back then, I think it would have been, uh, everybody's so 
conscious of it now. So Sean is nervously playing with a dime bag yeah. pick that I have on the table. You can yeah, hear it. Just, you can hear him flicking it right now. <laughs> I, I guess what I'm trying to say is I, I think that, uh, you know, with your social media platforms and uh, what people, uh, everyone having a voice, you just have to be really careful. And, yes. Uh, you know, cognizant of uh, your message. Yeah. And bands like what you're saying, you know, like I see, you know, people on social media that, uh, you know, you often see like uh, people like in bands that'll start talking about, you know, their, their own opinion. And then, mm-hmm. pe- and then the fans of their music are like, just shut up and play music. And, you know, they're allowed to have an opinion too. Yes. yes you know, so. Yes. But uh, some sometimes, you know, a lot of people take it too far and, um, you know, really, really kind of kill each other on social media. And I hate to see that. Well, social media is killing our, um, well, every day. So uh, how do you feel about Heretics in the Lab? I love that band. I'd, mm. Yeah. Are they making a statement or is it an overstatement? I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know enough about... <laughs> the person individually behind the music and but we've uh, seen it before let's face it marilyn manson and trent reznor had a kid you think yes and it's called heretics in the lab hmm. thoughts i don't not see it and not hear it i think i do um, but I, you know, I'd like to, hopefully we have an interview with this gentleman and I'd like to know more. We, we both want to say it. Yeah. Why don't you shut your, <laughs> come on, let's you do gotta it. You got to say it. I... Why don't you shut your fucking mouth? I'd like to know more about what's behind that song because you hear some of the samples in there that are obvious Donald Trump samples and, uh, um, you know, I'd like to know more about Stop and sometimes shit from pouring out. <laughs> sometimes the message is pretty straightforward and you don't need to guess what it's about. But sometimes the artists are willing to share what it's about and sometimes they're not. So I'd I'd True. be curious to put that out there to know a little bit more about that. Yeah, they're not hiding too much. No, I don't think so. No. About time for what do you think? Yeah. Yeah.
I'm not afraid of the dark, but you should be. There are things that dwell here in the dark. Things best left unseen. With the initial smoke clear from the fall of tomorrow, the blood now flows even thicker with dwelling in the dark. Eleven stories. All bits of the same mysterious puzzle. Fitting together with horrific parallels to its predecessor. Get ready for new, truly terrifying tales set in the broken world from the fall of tomorrow. Take a closer look at what's now dwelling in the dark. If you dare. Available on Amazon in traditional print and ebook. Get your copy today. Visit www.fairlydarkproductions.com for more info on the author and his work. So we're back, folks, friends, and fiends. Thanks for listening to Kettle Whistle Radio. That was Heretics in the Lab once again. Badasses. I had to get Sean's approval to play to to, to, to play to play that. <laughs> you don't need p- my approval. P- play. You just that. need the artist's approval. Yeah, actually, and that works. Um, so we both. It's odd. Before we knew each other, there was this band called Vast, and easily overlooked band. However, I, I went. I, I I disagree. I don't think that's cool. Over. All right, I'll, we'll hear your rebuttal in a second. I found them because I got a cassette at the first Ozfest, mm-hmm. and Vast was on it. A cassette, folks. First Ozfest, and it blew me the hell out of the water. And I went and bought. Well, I got a CD after that, and the second CD. Mm-hmm. I'm like, who are these guys? And it comes down to one dude. Go. John Crosby. And uh, so, uh, you know, I'm going to potentially hold back some because I'm, I'm hoping that we'll be able to get John on and we'll be able to interview him. This is us holding and, uh, back a little I, bit. I, um, <laughs> my exposure to Vass started with a girlfriend that I had. Her name was Susan. And uh, she uh, bought the, uh, and I had never heard Vass before, but uh, I'm glad that she did bring it to me. Um so she bought me the first album, and uh, it's called uh, Visual Audio Sensory Theater. And, Hence, uh, vast. And, and, you know, probably, the, you know, obviously it's the, the uh, behind the, the name vast. And uh, it was just this amazing mix of grungy, goth, sort of almost U2 elements, and just all this stuff combined, you know, these this chanting and... And uh, the the um, musical the, the, genius, absolutely a musical genius, and uh, I I can't say enough about this band and how much I like them. I I, I own um, just about every piece of uh, music that he's put out. Um, there's a couple things that I don't have that I intend to get, but uh, that can only be bought from his site. Um, and but uh but then you know after that first album i immediately went out and i bought the second album and coincidentally the day i went into the record store to get the album they're playing a song from the new album that i didn't know yet on and i'm like 
what is this? It sounds so familiar. And then I realized that it was vast, and I, you know, I was like, wow. No way. In a wait, in a store? Yeah, in a store. I've never heard vast on the radio, much less a store. Yeah, that's so wild. That would have blown me away too. Well, I mean, it was, it, it was, um, yeah, it did, it did, and um, you know, uh, I've never gotten the opportunity. I know he's come to Pittsburgh to play before, and I've just never gotten the opportunity to see him. You know, probably my stupid fault, chasing girls or something dumb, you know, hanging with my friends. Stop Who knows? chasing girls. <laughs> well, I kind of did stop chasing girls about a little more than 14 years ago. I got that. Because you found a girl. Yeah, I found the girl and <laughs> married and we raised a daughter together and it's all, that, that's, that's a story for another time. But anyway, vast. I yes. mean, like you said. Pure musical genius. John's music is really, really good. A few years ago... John I, Crosby, correct? Yeah, yes. Absolutely. A few years ago, I uh, went to with my wife, Amy, to an adults-only resort in uh, the Poconos. Well played. And uh, I had... Made a, I had recently become friends with uh, John on his personal Facebook page. And, uh, you know, most bands, you know, will take in their fans as, you know, friends on their pages. And uh, never in my wildest dreams would I thought he would have ever posted on one of my comments. But I put something on my personal page about we were at this and we were at this resort and we, we had happened to go play racquetball. And John... Uh, put a comment or something. I can't remember now. I'm sure I could go back into my history, but uh, something about, um, you know, racquetball, and he had played racquetball before. And then this started this whole offline dialogue between me Sean and Sean is really in shape, in case you guys don't, <laughs> girls don't know that. But uh, we... Um, we started talking about racquetball for a while, and then the you know naturally you know I didn't I don't want to just keep pressing my luck and like hey I'm gonna keep messaging this guy that has no clue who I am really and and uh, you know um, press my luck of falling out of favor with him. So from there on, I would periodically message him through through the last few years, and uh, you know sometimes I'd get a response, sometimes not. And my most recent response was, hey, could we get permission to play your music on our, you know, our little podcast show? Bingo. Get a whistle radio. And, and he agreed. And, um, you know, we talked about uh, he, he, one of his newer songs that came out last year in 2018 called She Is Murder. And I, I, I have to say, big fan, but I had no idea he was still going. Yeah, he lives. Uh, he lives in, I think... Well, maybe I shouldn't say where he lives. Yeah, don't do that. He's from out west. But anyway. Stop giving people's freaking addresses <laughs> yeah. out. What the hell? I don't know that information. but So weird. But, you know, he has a very young daughter that he's raising. Um, I don't know if he's raising her on a, uh, I don't know anything about his personal life, but I don't know if he's raising her on his own. Uh, but, um, you know, I'm wondering if maybe that for a little while is sort of taking him away from, from music. Um but he's constantly been putting music out since, Damn. you know, 90, 98. When How his, did when his I first miss album was all published. this? 
did he like did did he lose like doing the prince thing like well, he lost his as i understand it and hope again hopefully we'll get john on the airwaves to tell us about this but, i'd love uh, to well so the first three albums were put out okay you had the first album visual audio sensor mm-hmm. then music for people and then in like 2002 2003 the album nude came out and it came out on a record label that was owned, I think, by Karsten Daly, if you remember that, VJ on, yeah. Karsten Daly actually has the same taste in music that we do. He's a huge Filter fan. Yeah. I wanted to hate him back then. Yeah, <laughs> I did too. I really, like, as a metalhead, what a geek. But dude, he has great taste in music. Well, before... um. I don't know if there, you know, what the deal was with that label, and I don't want to presume anything, but uh, I know that um, from there on after, John started put publishing his own music, uh, his music by himself through his own label, and uh, that's all on his website, um, which is the realvastshop.com, and uh, he has a uh, page on YouTube. It's the uh, Vast Vivo on YouTube where you can see the, the newest song, um, She Is Murder. There's an official video there for it. It's a really cool video. Hopefully everybody will go check that out. I'm really passionate about this artist. Um, his music is... Uh, you'll feel it. It'll take you through all the emotions, and uh, the lyrics are well thought out, and uh, I would assume to be very personal lyrics. And, um, you know, just great music, great artist. Right now, I want to hear more from him in the future. I never knew we'd hear more, honestly. Like, after going to that Ozfest, is not a place that you'd think I'd find vast. Yeah, of course, it's a place I would find vast, but honestly, like, just amazing music that people haven't heard yet. Um, what's your favorite? I have several. This is one in the background right now. But all his music's really, uh, you know, winter in my heart, loneliness is fine. Um, See, you found more than I did. I went for the guitar rock jam, bang my head, crunch, and you found beauty. You and Nicole, Nicole Bahana, one of our lovely hostesses here, found stuff I didn't. Well, I admire that. I definitely found originally. Probably all the more hard-hitting songs, especially on, uh, you know, the first album, this song that we're kind of hearing Dying. in the background, and you know, the Dying third album. and what's the there's one? There's a lot of really punchy songs, but then there's a lot of, you know, just slow burners that are really slow really, burners. Really good. That's and, a great uh, term for a bad movie, but good for <laughs> good music. I you like know, that. he wrote a book too. He wrote a book called Bang Band Six. And he put out an EP album that's basically Vast Presents Bang Band 6. The fictional band is called Bang Band 6. I've never purchased the book. I intend to purchase the book. Um, Mr. Crosby, you got your biggest fan right here. (laughs) Come on our show. If he has more stories, maybe you're publishing. Oh, he's got stories. He's got stories. So, this song. Yeah. And what's the other one that I, I said earlier? Not dying, but the other one. Uh, here, I think here. you said was another one. All of I know is that I'm here. Yeah. 
This guy right here is the reason why I, one of the reasons why I write. I mean, this music right, right there. Jun, 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 jun. Hold on. Wait for it. Jun, jun. But the whole vibe is why you write. It's why you write. You get this. Uh, I go with Godflesh, too. See? The background music of your life. Or your visuals. Or things you never thought. Or existential thoughts. I think the greatest thing that you that is about his music is that um, it's timeless. Thank you. you. Know, yes. I could pick this album up. Uh, say I was, uh, you know, 90s, and knowing the music that we like, you know, say I was 90 years old, I pick this music up and I realize, hey, this this came out, you know, in 1998. I'm like, boy, it sounds like something that would have come out today, you know, and it's, you know, to be honest with you, this music, anything that's played on the radio doesn't even compare, doesn't hold a candle to what this music Not a... Fucking There's candle. So much power and passion I, behind this music. Passion. I'm. Thank they, you. People don't. Thank I you. mean, John makes music like this. There are other bands that do make music like this, but the stuff, the stuff that you hear on the radio. I mean, there's there's things that you hear on the radio. There's pieces and parts to, to, to some of that that you hear. That's like, hmm, you know, that's interesting. But but no. But I hear. I Panic hear, at the disco. Suck my fucking dick. You suck. I'm so tired of the imagined dragons, pieces of shit that are called rock and roll. When you got a composer. This man's a composer. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, yeah, all right. Uh, uh, Did I overstep my boundaries with imagined dragons sucking Mm. my dick? (laughs) Yeah, maybe. Uh, Fuck that. I hate it. (laughs) I hate it. 21 Pilots, good band, but enough. Enough. Yeah, I just don't like that. Enough. That, that music. But, you know. Then you got a man like this that can write this. Yeah. And that's why I always go back to Ozzy. The man loved John Lennon. And that's why he's still around. Like, he he encompasses that feeling, that emotion, songwriting ability. And gets the right musicians behind him. Now, your boy here, Crosby. Does he get the right musicians behind him, or is it just him? Uh, That's a hard one. He, uh, I'm not sure I, yet. I, I'm not sure, but I'd say that he does get the right musicians behind him, but he writes all the music. You know, he collaborates and composes and is the primary songwriter of all this music. And, uh, um, you know, I want to say he has his cousin maybe working on some of the newer music with him. Okay. Uh, hopefully he'll be able to tell us that story, but... Um, I'm yeah, I just really sorry think about that, that Imagine Dragons <laughs> thing, but I'm really kind of not sorry. Well, the music today that's considered alternative rock is much different, and it, you know, is not the same as. I, I just don't feel that it's the same as the rock. There's the no passion. Rock the passion that came out in the early, late '80s, early '90s, mid '90s. Up through even the early 2000s, but if the hair is not raising, definitely always been good if, and bad music. If the hair is not raising off your arms and you're not feeling that blood race, there's something wrong. This is definitely this guy a treasure from this time period, and you know he is still making music. Um, Leave. <laughs> 
the new song that, that you're going to get to hear, uh, She Is Murder. And uh, hopefully you'll go check out the video oh, yours. on YouTube. Dude, this video, was, uh, right? Really, really freaking cool. And I thank Sean for that because I didn't know that this guy was still doing what he was doing. That video You're is You're going to friend him, right? Oh, well, if he, he may not like me, but no, I'll friend him. However, that video, yeah, that was right? Yeah, really cool. What a nice surprise, like, after all these years to know that he's still going. Yeah. Again, my co-host, Sean, Captain Sexy, introduced me I don't know about to something I thought was gone. I didn't know Vast was still going. And what a delicious experience to find out that it's still there. It's always been there. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, yeah let's do a lot of you just Bad. lost it along the way. There's, yeah. there's all kinds of other yeah. music and yeah. life. Yeah, life happens. Life happens. Life sorry, happens. sorry, John Crosby. I'm sorry. Damn. So, okay. I can't talk when this is on. I love this song so much. <laughs> I, love it too. I love it so much. It was like such a passion for me. But um, coming up at some point. You guys remember ChemLab? I know Sean does. Yeah. Jared Lausch. Uh-huh. We got Ether, 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 Ether of Souls. At some point, um, Jared Lausch from ChemLab, Doomhead. I put it on the page. Let me know what you think of that. I dig anything that this man does. He influenced freaking Trent Reznor. Okay. Enough said. Just check out Ether or Ether of Souls, and um, check out ChemLab. If you've never heard ChemLab, go back. Go to ChemLab. The best album actually was one of their last ones. Was so consistently good. I love I love all that music. Yes, all all of his music. I got I got turned on to ChemLab in '93 with Burnout at the Hydrogen Bar. Thank you. My cousin had it. He had a cassette tape. Oh, and uh, we borrowed it. So good. Never gave it back. <laughs> and uh, so good, yeah, really good album. So good, but uh, on top of that, um, I, I, I when I look at Chem Lab and Jared Lausch, I always think Gary Newman. Hmm. Now that's before your time, but my one of my first vinyls ever was um, Gary Newman, Pleasure Principle. So we should play something. I think we were going to play She Is Murder. You think? Yep. All right, let's do that. So, introduce. So, this is uh, She Is Murder by Vast. And you could find them at realvastshop.com. And also, if you want to see the video for this song, the official video, you can go to YouTube and look at Vast Vivo. That's their page. And uh, you can find their music and go to hopefully go down that rabbit hole and experience all the great music that uh, John's put out both under Vast there's a Bang Band 6 and then he also has um, the John Crosby Generica series which is all acoustic uh, songs that he wrote which are amazing and uh, a lot of the um, a lot of the uh, songs that uh, some of the songs that you heard a little bit of in the background earlier and uh, um, can all are all done acoustically Really? An acoustic package that he put together that I recently bought. I have all the CDs. Folks, friends, and fiends, I'm proud to present Vast.
I need that beat. That's what I feel is missing from the YouTubers right now. Rhythm and beat. Rhythm and beat. Of course, growing up with Pantera, Metallica, power, groove, it was easy. Hmm. It was easy. Rhythm, beat, it was all there. Now, I think a lot of bands are missing that boat when it comes to rhythm and beat. Hmm. Uh, You're a little younger than me, so how do you feel about that? Um, I th- I think that there's you know there's obviously still underground bands that that do oh. have all that oh the underground you know. bands absolutely yeah but the uh, the popular top forty kind of music um, you know it's just all about what's my one hit wonder song today <laughs> before that used to be a, a you know a, probably a bad thing a funny thing actually and now <laughs> most bands what's that's that so true. what's that one hit that i can get out there that's, that's going to so get me radio play that's going to make me money and set me up and um you know then how can i transition that into uh, something else that's be, so true you know um i don't know i just feel you know 
the way that people consume music today uh, is almost so disposable, and it's it's so sad to see because, you know, I remember when you'd go to the, the, the shop and you'd, you know, notoriously, and I've mentioned this on here before, that I'd go through and I'd spend two, three hours in a, in a, in a record store. And, and drive your friends crazy. Drove my friends absolutely nuts, you know. They'd leave and go somewhere else in the mall or wherever we were, and they'd be like, fuck, Sean's still in the, you know, stuck in the record store, flipping through CDs, looking at every little detail on what could be seen without actually opening up the CD and flipping through all the artwork and the lyrics and who's in the band and who's not in the band and who'd they thank and all that stuff. And that's still part of the magic for me to be able to do that and uh, to be able to support that for the artists that we love. And, and John Crosby and Vast is definitely one of those artists that I... Uh, care about and uh, is in my constant rotation so hopefully you'll check this out and, you, and you'll uh, find passion in his music like I did absolutely yeah, I, I totally totally agree with but I, I often wonder like where you are with um, we talk about this a lot and I can't get you to go to this oh the, <laughs> oh, are you playing Morbid Angel? <laughs> I could be. I could play it louder. <laughs> I can't. I have no friends that will. Maybe I'll break down and go to this with you. I Morbid Angel. Anyway, going back to that stuff. Um, this guy married from. Jen from the Jenna Tortures. He, probably. You know more than I do. I think he is. Um, when I was a child. Or was. <laughs> was a mere child. No, 16, laying in bed late at night in uh, high school. And um, put my headphones on. I was, like, going to put docking on on my fucking stupid ass. What was it back then? A Walkman with a cassette Walkman. I was never a dog. But it had... It had it had the choice to switch to FM. I switched to FM. Stony Brook College. Morbid Angel was playing at Stony Brook College. It was the first live show I ever heard on the radio. And I was like, fuck, this can happen? This can happen. This right here, this band can play at a college? Yeah. And I'm listening to it. In my in bed before school and work the next day, and they, Morbid Angel changed the game for me. During the whole freaking Guns N' Roses, and uh, by the way, not a big fan of Guns N' Roses. I hate their second album. I used to love her and suck my dick. I hate that fucking album. If I have to have patience one more time, I have no patience. I hate it. I wanted Guns N' Roses to come back and kick some ass, and they. They were burying their their girlfriend in the backyard. Whatever. Boring. But then this happened. Morbid Angel changed the game. I went right from my glam metal shit to Slayer and Overkill. Stepping Stone. This was like a stepping stone. Like, oh, you can do this. Oh, okay. Well, Guns N' Roses, fuck you. I was done with that. I, I couldn't handle that, all the drama. Fuck you. Def Leppard, they lost, a, the drummer lost an arm. They lost, they kicked Pete Willis out. Steve Clark died, and that band sticks together. Guns N' Roses can always 
kiss my ass, as far as I'm concerned. Well, I was still listening to Guns N' Roses and that kind of music. I love Appetite. Uh, Don't get me wrong. I love Appetite. And then Ministry happened for me. Right. And that was the Double bass. Double bass was the game changer. To everything like this. And and my exposure to Morbid Angel, again, funny, was... uh, same as uh, Cycles Less From Hell. Yeah. I wish you were Beavis a beer. I wish you were a beer. I remember I wish you were a beer. This was like, wow, was that a bear? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Dava She-Wolf has been on this show. She's a lovely lady. Yeah, we love Dava. We'd we love, love to have Dava. her back. And she's, uh, check out Fashion Trash and folks, if you like your Muppets raw and weird. Um, and... Sean, well, we find you everywhere, so. Yeah. No. <laughs> All right, so at Fairly Dark for Me on Twitter, uh, Fairly Dark Productions. And hey, on my Facebook page, folks, you'll see it when you're there. But otherwise, um, at Fairly Dark and Fairly Dark Productions for everything else. And uh, Sean, you can't find him anywhere but. Facebook. 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 But I'm actually on Instagram too, but probably. I don't really do anything on there. Yeah. I never really got into it. And I may or may not have a Twitter account, but I just never <laughs> I can't even remember. You're not just, missing much. Yeah. Although I, I I think it's funny tonight I, mean, I again you want my email or my phone number or what are you people looking for? Don't do that. I'm not gonna uh, do that. Yeah, don't do that. Um so, Mandalorian, you're all in. I'm all, I'm all in, 100%. Wait till the second episode with the Jawas. Tonight. You want to you want to hijack a sand crawler, and I'm telling you, you want to do it tomorrow. But on top of that, uh, Heretics in a Lab, in the lab, I turned you on to that. You did. You did, and surprisingly, because I'm a fan of that kind of music, industrial music. And, uh, you know, a lot of... A lot of uh, the industrial music, uh, I always go back to, I'd like to say the oldies, <laughs> the industrial music, you know, your <laughs> ministries, your skinny puppies, your front 242s, 16 my volt. life, that's real cool, called 16 volt. Um, you know, I found myself even trying to go back to KMFDM, and I used to love KMFDM, but I just can't get into this newer since like they re- since they reformed and... The first album or two for me was okay, but then it just, you know, and I've read articles where Sasha, and I hate to go down this rabbit hole here, but I've read articles where Sasha's talked about, you know, he's just, you know, feels more strongly about the band today than he did back in the perceived heyday of the band that some fans seem to have. And uh, I just, um, I don't know, it doesn't hold the same candle for me anymore. Yeah, yeah. Some of that stuff does, some of it doesn't. But it's nice to hear new bands like Heretics in the Lab that have, a, you know, a refreshing view um, on uh, on that uh, style of uh, music and you know more extreme version, metal version of that music. And, you liked um, Suture a yeah. lot, but if you could pick a song, well, I definitely liked Mouth too. I thought Ooh, Mouth was amazing. Uh, yeah, I mean. Um, just gotta check all their stuff out. I mean, with <laughs> with any band, you're gonna find things that you just gravitate towards and that you absolutely love. And and then there's some of the music where you're like, that doesn't do it for me, but it, maybe it does it for somebody else. And uh, that's the beauty about music and about art is you can appreciate and um, you can love it, or you can learn to love it, or you can um, you know uh, you know 
be very passionate about it or not passionate about it at all. But, um, you know, I'm very passionate about music and I love it. And I try to support the artists that I care about. Yes. And, uh, buy their stuff, buy their merch. Yeah. That's how they make money at these shows. And uh, go to their website and buy merch from them, even if you're not going to a show, and still continue to support them and make sure that, you know, you uh, uh, allow them to continue to make the beautiful music that Word. they do. So. And uh, our girls from Yard Panther has a they, – they, they just did a show last night – Apparently they kicked ass. Now Austin, they're from Pittsburgh, but they 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 did a they show live down there now, right? right now. They live down there, and uh, the new song uh, I think it's called Jenny's Home is amazing. If you love your punk rock grunge, and I do, so we're gonna go out with Yard Panther, my ladies Erica and Jess from Fashion Trashin. Look it up on Facebook because they're always looking for voices to do their sock puppets, man. You're not, believe me, <laughs> you'll be hand in hand with some celebrities when you do that. It's a fun show. It's all rock and roll. So just, you know, tongue in cheek. And at the same time, Merry Christmas. And that's Jet Murray in the background. Uh, anyway, so how do you feel about that, Sean? <laughs> <laughs> that frog I'm going to have nightmares about tonight and that damn song. So, <laughs> And it, the best part is there's no visuals here, so they can't see the frog. Yeah, you got this little Christmas frog, and he's making this noise, but it's a Christmas song. It's and kinda... he's, he's actually from Texas. Oh. Yeah, I got that about 20 years ago, this guy. Wow. Christmas croaker. All right, guys, thanks for listening. And, um, God, there's so much more to announce that I can't do. But stay tuned for Dr. Peeler, Demon Psychiatrist. Issue one should be out uh, this month. Um, look up burningbulbpublishing.com and, uh, or just hit me up on my page. Love to get some subscriptions. It keeps this thing rolling, if you will. And, uh, thank you. Sean, kind of thank you or you, know, you hate everybody. I don't hate anybody. Thank you and good night. He's so nice.
Welcome to Ringside with Ray and Prince. My name is Ray Leonard Jr. Oh, is that the No, that's just my dad. My name is Prince Daniels Jr. Daniels again with a big hole. Touchdown! On this show, we come to humanize athletes, entertainers, business executives. We're going to see what makes them tick. Tuesdays, 10 a.m. Pacific time on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, and wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you there. Peace and power. Electric ass. Welcome to the Candle Power Hour. Come with us backstage behind the scenes of show business spanning over four decades and bringing you the experiences that can only be told by the people who were there. Our guests are from the A-list, the F-list, and everyone in between. Get set for some of the most insane, hilarious, and inspiring stories you will ever hear. I'm Mercury. And I'm Diego. Your host for the The Candle Candle Power Power Hour. Hour. Electric acid.